Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Please subscribe. Please follow me on TikTok and YouTube and subscribe there. Donald Trump had a bad day in court today. Apparently, according to people who were inside the courtroom, when he was displeased with something, he would throw his arms up in the air and gesture. And he got yelled at more than once, admonished by the judge. Eugene Carroll took the stand today, again, in her own behalf. I've got trolls on YouTube saying that she's a liar, blah, blah. And it's funny, uh, I'll share this with you. I click on their name and they have no followers or they have one follower or they've been a member of YouTube for a year maybe with zero followers and here's the tell, zero videos posted. They're trolls. They're MAGA trolls. They're Russian trolls. They're despicable. Or they're robots and (laughs) I I don't know. The people behind the robots are despicable. So E. Jean Carroll said again, on the stand, I'm here to get my reputation back. And the judge warned the ex-president that he could be kicked out of court. Now, E. Jean took the witness stand Wednesday morning in her defamation trial against Donald Trump. This is the first time she has confronted the ex-president in a courtroom. Before, in the last trial, Trump gave a deposition and he was on tape, but that was it. He did not attend, but he's attending these and he doesn't have to attend and he doesn't have to testify, but he is. And you know why? Campaign. He's campaigning. That's all he's doing. He's using these cases to campaign and his cult members love it. His cult members like him all the more. Good thing though, they only get one vote. Carol's testimony so angered Trump that he had numerous outbursts. And as I said, prompting the judge to warn him that he could be kicked out of court. And Trump wasn't having it from the judge. Here's what Carol testified. I'm here because Donald Trump assaulted me. And when I wrote about it, he said it never happened. He lied and it shattered my reputation. I'm here to get my reputation back and stop him from telling lies about me, end quote. She's so brave. She's so brave. She's braver than any Republican on the face of the earth, any of the Republicans who follow Trump blindly. When Carol first took the stand, Trump could be seen whispering to his lead attorney, Elena Haba. He sat with slightly haunched shoulders as Carol testified. And as she testified, Trump complained loudly and appeared to double down on defamatory denials. That's what E. Jean Carroll's lawyer said during a morning break. And this is a quote. Mr. Trump has been sitting at the back table and he has been loudly saying things throughout Ms. Carroll's testimony. Can you imagine how horrible that must be for her to have him loudly commenting when she's testifying a man who assaulted her? And a man who's destroyed her in every way possible, who sent these MAGA trolls after her, death threats, and on and on. This is attorney 
Sean Crowley speaking. It's loud enough for us to hear, Crowley said. So I imagine it's loud enough for the jury to hear. So there was a break and then court resumed. And Judge Lewis Kaplan cautioned, I'm just going to ask Mr. Trump to take special care to keep his voice down when conferring with counsel so the jury does not overhear. And then Carol's attorney said again, the defendant has been making statements that we can hear at counsel table. Trump said, it's a witch hunt. It's really a con job. Oh my God. He is such, I don't know. He's like a five-year-old. He's like a petulant child. I want to say like a teenager, but teenagers are smarter than this. Then the judge said, Mr. Trump has the right to be present here, the judge said. That right can be forfeited, and it can be forfeited if he is disruptive. And then Kaplan addressed Trump and said, Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial. I understand you're probably very eager for me to do that. And then Trump, I mean, you're not supposed to answer the judge back, not really. Trump said, I would love it. I would love it. And he gestured. I know you would. You just can't control yourself in this circumstance, apparently, said the judge. And then Trump said back, you can't either. Following Carol's initial remarks, one of her attorneys, Roberta Kaplan, asked the former columnist for Elle magazine about her career. Jurors heard how Carol ascended from writing articles for high-profile publications to landing the columnist position, as well as a talk show and authoring multiple books. Now, for background, Carol is suing Trump over his June 2019 denials of her rape claim against him. This trial, as I said in other podcasts and other videos, is just for damages. Trump has already been found guilty. He's already been found liable. This court hearing marks Carol's second defamation trial against Trump. In May, a jury found the former president liable of sexual abuse and defamation, awarding Carol $5 million in damages. And for the backstory, Carol said Trump raped her almost three decades ago in the changing room of an upscale Manhattan department store. She came forward with her account in 2019 when an excerpt from her book, and the, here's the book's title, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal, ran in New York Magazine. Trump was in the White House at the time when Carol's claims surfeited, and he quickly attacked her and said, and he said it again and repeated it, I've never met this person in my life. She's trying to sell a new book. That should indicate her motivation. It should be sold in the fiction section, Trump said at the time. Carol sued him in 2019, maintaining that Trump's denial smeared her reputation, sparking online abuse and threats, and she was eventually fired from her columnist job. During her testimony today, Carol explained the chain of events that unfolded after the excerpt ran. Carol said she never told anyone publicly about the incident, about the sexual assault. She was afraid. She told um, two of her girlfriends, but other than that, she didn't talk about it. Carol said she expected him to respond, but not in the way he did. Quote, the thing that really got me about this was from the White House. 
He asked if anyone had information about me, and if they did, to please come forward as soon as possible, because he wanted the world to know what's really going on, and that people like me should pay dearly, she said. So Trump's threatening her and calling on his minions from the White House. The most powerful man in the world is doing this. Carol described the barrage of threats received in the years since Trump's comments. Quote, I hope you die soon. I hope someone really does attack, rape, and murder you, one missive presented in court stated. Another simply said, rape, gene, rape, gene. Carol described the methods she has taken to protect herself at her home in upstate New York. She bought a pit bull who goes leashless on her property. He now patrols very eagerly and enthusiastically, Carol said. She also purchased bullets for the gun that had belonged to her father. Roberta Kaplan, the attorney, asked Carol where she kept the gun. By my bed, Carol said. I'm taking the information for this podcast from multiple sources, the New York Times, Washington Post, but this is from The Guardian. And it says, quote, much of Carol's testimony detailed Trump's continuing to make statements about her after he was found liable of sexual abuse and defamation. And, and it's true. He, I mean, this is me speaking, I'm not quoting. He was found liable. The jury found that he did assault her after hearing all their evidence. And then he, he just continued to call her a liar and continued to lie about all of this. This relates to juror's decision on damages as they must determine a sum that would deter him from making similar statements. So that's what the whole point of this is about. Now, Haba is Trump's attorney, and she's just way over her head here. Her cross-examination of Carol bounced between themes. She questioned Carol on the deletion of threats, suggesting that the extent was not great. Haba said, so, as you sit here today, I have no way of knowing how many death threats you have received, nor do police. Haba also tried to discredit Carol by noting that the gun she has for protection is not registered. Haba's cross-examination is going to continue tomorrow, Thursday. And just as a little background, Carol was initially not able to sue Trump for sexual assault because the incident fell outside the civil statute of limitations. But in 2022, New York State's Adult Survivors Act gave adult victims of sexual misconduct a one-year window to sue their alleged abusers for incidents outside this statute of limitations. Carol sued Trump once again, this time citing sexual assault and defamation claims for statements Trump made when he was no longer president. Judge Kaplan determined the key facts of that case would be accepted in this second trial and made it clear Trump cannot relitigate Carol's rape claim. So the judge even told the jury it's not a question of whether he sexually assaulted her. That's been determined he sexually assaulted her. This is just about damages. One of Carol's attorneys said he, Trump, continues to tell these lies to this very day. Earlier this month, last week, even today, he keeps doing it. He sat in this courtroom. You saw him, Crowley said. At the end of this trial, 
it will be your job, Carol's attorney told the jury, to decide how much money Donald Trump should pay for what he's done to Miss Carol and how much money he should pay it will take to get him to stop defaming her so that Miss Carol can maybe finally live her life in peace. We submit that number should be very significant, very significant. Donald Trump is, after all, a self-proclaimed billionaire. End quote. That's from Carol's attorney. That's from E. Jean Carroll's attorney, Crowley. Wow. So when I posted today about this story on, it was just a one-minute post, a, a video short. I said it's like a Shakespearean play, and I got mocked for that. But the reason I said it is because here's a woman who's been tormented by this man after he sexually assaulted her. And it ruined her life. But she's standing up to him. She's standing up to him like David versus Goliath. Members of Congress don't stand up to him. Powerful men don't stand up to him. Republicans aren't standing up to him. But here's this thin, frail-looking woman standing up to this big bully. And it's changed her life. It's hurt her life. There's not enough money in the world, really, frankly. He's a big bully and a big baby. And I wish her well. You know, yesterday when I posted that the jury is going to be anonymous, I was writing it, creating the graphic. And the jury's anonymous to protect the jury. Who protects E. Jean? Who's protecting this woman that's so brave? It's disgusting what has happened because of this one man. And it shouldn't be allowed. He shouldn't be allowed to argue in court, to flail in court. So the cross-examination will continue tomorrow from Trump's horrible attorney. And then allegedly, Trump's going to testify next Monday. But if his lawyers have any sense at all, they will talk him out of testifying because he's his own worst enemy. And not that I care about him because he's done so much damage to this country and obviously to this poor woman. But that's a recap of the E. Jean Carroll trial, day two. E. Jean on the stand, being brave, being braver than I've ever been. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please subscribe. I've got um, updates on the budget. I've got updates on the border bill. I've got updates on other things, the campaign. I'll be posting videos on these items and going to try to work in a podcast tomorrow. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please subscribe. And most importantly, be safe. Mm-hmm.